This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. These next two weeks is a difficult subject, and there's a lot of information involved in it. And I want you to have something to write it down. I want you to really discipline yourself and ignore the back of it tonight until I tell you at the very end. We're going to talk about what we're going to do at the back of it. But for now, everybody, and if you need a Bible, we've got Bibles coming because I want you to see from the scriptures what the Word of God has to say. We're going to be talking tonight about emotional health. Let me pray before we start. Lord Jesus, we just come to you, Lord. We give you everything that we are, Lord. We give you our tithe, our offering, our time. God, and most of all, we give you our heart. We ask that you come into our heart, God, and heal us, change us, God. Deliver us, Lord, from any trauma that we've experienced. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, last year, our staff went on this journey, and the journey was to become emotionally healthy. We had never really studied anything like this. Um, When we grew up in the church, but we got saved in the very early 80s, went to Bible school, and emotions were not talked about, ever. It was all, and we are so glad for our faith heritage. We talk about it all the time. We learned faith, and we walked by faith, but there was an area of our life that was never really touched on in the Christian circle, and for many, many years, really until the past few years. And I came across this book, and I started reading it, and then I told Stormy, you really need to read this. We both read it, then we worked on it with our staff, and when I say we worked on it, that means we read it and we worked through it. We had to take it and apply it to our lives. The book is called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Um, I'll have it up here at the end if you want to look at it. It's by a guy named Peter Scazzaro. And so we're going to be talking about this for the next two Wednesdays. I encourage you to come. Those of you watching online, come back next week because this is like a, I'm fitting a whole book in two weeks. So are y'all ready? We got a lot to go over. I want to start with Luke chapter 10 and verse 27. Jesus had asked the disciples what the greatest commandment of all was. And here's the greatest commandment in all of the scriptures. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. This scripture right here covers five different areas in our life. Five, not just one. But five different areas is how it touches on that we're to love our God. Our heart is the spiritual part of us, okay? So right here where it says heart, you're going to take that and write spiritual there, out to the left, okay? Our soul is the emotional part of us. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Our strength is the physical part of us. We had two people talk about physical health. We started with spiritual health in this Thrive series. We talked about physical health. We talked about financial health, okay? 
And so the physical, right, where it says strength, right, physical, and then your mind, right, mental. That's mental health. We hear that a lot. That's a buzzword. And guess what? After emotional health, we're going to be talking about mental health right here in the church. And you, if you know anyone that has had some issues with emotional health, mental health, invite them either to come and be in the house the next few weeks or to come or to watch online. And then in August, we're going to cover the last one, which is our relationships. And I just wrote it there in the middle for you, the social part of us, because that affects every single area, all of our relationships. So really, we are five-part beings. We, have, we need health in all five of those areas. So our soul that we're going to talk about tonight is our mind, our will, and our emotions. See, if we deny any one of those five areas, guess what? We're denying part of the whole person that we have been made in the image of God. God made us in his image. We know that back from Genesis. And all five of those are how he made us. We don't get to choose and say, I'm not going to worry about my mental health. Guess what? God gave you your mind. Tonight, when we talk about our mind, will, and emotions, guess what? He made us with those three things. That's our soul. He made our soul, just like he made our spirit, just like he made our bodies. And so if we deny one of those areas, we're denying the image of God and how he wants us to operate in this world. Remember our key scripture for this whole Thrive series is 3 John chapter 2, or verse 2. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. See, loving God and others well are the whole point of this Thrive series. Why else would we be thriving except to love God, we receive his love, we love ourselves and we love others. And if we don't have his love, we have nothing to give out to others. We want to thrive in every area of our life. God wants our soul, our mind, will, and emotions to be prosperous and healthy. And guess who our example of emotional wholeness is in the scriptures? Jesus. You might be saying, was Jesus emotional? You bet he was. I'm going to show you real quick. Here's some scriptures up here. Jesus was able to express his emotion with unashamed, unembarrassed freedom. He shed tears. And I've got the scripture reference there. We don't have time to go to all of them, but you can look these up at home. He was filled with joy. So there's tears, joy, do you ever feel like your life that like that in your life? Maybe sometimes us women um, at certain times, we're like, we can be crying and then we can be laughing. Jesus was full of joy. He also shed tears. He was grieved. He was angry. What? Jesus was angry? I'm so glad that he can relate when I've been angry. And that's a daily basis I have to deal with with anger in my life. Sadness came over him. He felt compassion. He felt sorrow. 
He showed astonishment and wonder. He felt distressed. See, and just as Jesus expressed his emotions in a healthy way, so we need to learn to do that as well. Notice, I said in a healthy way. We need to follow Jesus's example. See, when we continue to stuff our emotions and feelings inside, how many of you are stuffers? You're like, I'm just, I'm not gonna feel that. I'm just gonna tuck that away. I will say a lot of men are taught this from growing up years. What, what do a lot of people say? Boys don't cry. Boys don't show emotion unless you're on the football field. And that's why a lot of boys like football because they can get out there and knock someone's head off and express that emotion without getting in trouble for it. But guys, when we stuff our emotions, when we lock them away and we don't learn to express them in a healthy way, it causes problems in us. It causes problems in our relationships. So up here it says we will either start to leak out gradually onto our relationships or explode suddenly when we can't stuff them down anymore. And if we deny our pain, our sadness, our grief over time, you know what we become? We're just like a shell of a person. I don't know if you've ever met people like that, that it's like they're hollow. They may, they may even smile sometimes, but it's like one of those fake smiley faces on this shell of a body because they've, they've grown numb to their emotions. You know that's what addiction is all about, is numbing the emotions. And so if we have suffered, and addiction comes in all forms. Don't think it's just drugs and alcohol. There can be all kinds of addictions, lots of secret hidden addictions. But it's a process of numbing ourselves so we don't, we don't feel those emotions. And guys, like, like I said, you're either gonna leak them out gradually where you're like, why did I do that at the most inopportune time? Or sometimes you've stuffed, stuff, 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 and then you're like a volcano. You explode. And what should have been a very small thing becomes this huge ordeal because you have not dealt with the things all along, processed those emotions like we needed to. And so we've got to learn to, in a healthy way, process the emotions that God has given to us. See, emotions are the language of the soul. They're our language. Um, they're the cry that gives our heart a voice. See, our heart doesn't, it, we don't see it on the outside. But I love like worship tonight. There was emotions in the worship because it was our hearts were just, pastor gave us that good word, you know, let's, let's really enter into worship and let God heal you. And that was like, worship was so good because our souls were crying out. They had a voice to cry out to the Lord. And sometimes when we don't process our emotions, we stifle that voice through emotional denial, through disengagement. 
And I've noticed a very interesting thing. I do work out, I get to, I get to volunteer out at the Lubbock County uh, Detention Center and I get to volunteer for a sex trafficking survivor home here in Lubbock for young women. And it's so interesting to meet and I just get to hang out with them. We do a Bible study at the jail, but I've seen it over and over again that when we have suffered some type of trauma in our lives and we don't deal with it, our emotional development stops. And it's like we stay at that age that the trauma happened. There's one girl, she has been in and out of the jail multiple times. Um, we've gone there quite a few years now, and she will cycle in and out. Um, she came back this last time, and she had tattoos up here on her forehead and various other places. And that's one of the you know, things that sex traffickers do is they tattoo their mark on you. But her voice her actions, her emotional growth are probably like that of a eight or nine-year-old little girl. She has this voice that does like this. But I will say, since we've gone back, she's beginning to grow emotionally. And she's beginning to process through. So we will stunt our growth emotionally when all we do is stuff the emotions and try to tuck them away, lock those doors and act like it never happened to us. Bad things happen to all of us because we live in a fallen world. We're gonna talk more about that. So how do we know? Church, how do we know if we are emotionally immature, if we are unhealthy and we have not let ourselves process emotions, feel emotions? Here is how we know if we're emotionally immature. Our ability to process anger, sadness, or hurt will reveal how our emotional health is doing. We must learn how to process our feelings. We've got to learn this, church. See, the issue is not to blindly follow our feelings like, oh, I feel this today and I feel this today and I feel this today and never to walk in faith. That's not it at all. We don't just blindly follow our feelings, but we must acknowledge them as part of the way that God is communicating to us. He created us to have emotions and part of growing is to learn to hear his voice in the emotional part of us. Learn to walk out his will in the emotional part of us. See, when you do the hard work of becoming an emotionally and spiritually mature disciple of Jesus, and it is hard work. Don't think it's gonna be easy like, oh, let me just, you know, I can just go and that happened to me. You know what? At, one, at the sex trafficking home I went to, I was there with the girls last night and we were talking about, um, one of the girls brought up how she has been experiencing healing and she talked about one of the ways is she had to go back. She had to go back and remember some of the things that happened to her, the traumas. 
But this was so cool. She said, but when I went back, she said, my aunt and uncle were there with me and they said, now picture that Jesus was there with you. And that is so cool. Even in our traumas, even in our disappointments, even when we've been hurt and taken advantage of, Jesus has always been with us. He never leaves us. Even when there's bad people, he is not bad. He is kind and he is good and he will help us. And yes, sometimes we do have to go back. We have to ask Jesus to heal us of the things that have happened. That's the hard work of becoming emotionally mature is letting him help us process those feelings and unbox those things, unlock those doors to Jesus that we've had locked away for a long time. When we mature spiritually, or excuse me, this is on your paper, we mature spiritually when we allow God to heal the emotional pain on the inside of us and surrender it to his loving care. We have, notice the key words, we allow God to heal us. So who opens the door? I have to. Because again, I said, a lot of times we lock those doors away. Man, things happened to us in our childhoods and when we were teenagers, some of us in, when we were adults, and we wanna act like it never happened because it's so painful to deal with. And we lock those doors. Some of us have thrown that key away, hidden that key, and we're like, I'm not ever gonna acknowledge that again. But guess what? It doesn't take it away. It doesn't take those feelings away. I know Christine Kane, who's a international speaker, she had a lot of traumas when she was young. She was adopted, uh, she, she was sexually abused by people in her adoptive family, and then she found out later that she was uh, unnamed. Her parents never even gave her a name at the hospital, and she just had all this trauma, and she went to counseling, she said, in like her 20s and 30s. When she hit 50, she said, some things came up, and she realized, I haven't processed through all of that as well as I need to, and she went to counseling again. Go to a Christian counselor. Go to someone that will help you walk through this process of getting healed emotionally and open the door, unlock it, and guess what? Jesus is a gentleman, and he's kind, and he'll deal with us as we can handle it, and he will heal us of those areas in our life that have caused trauma. This is a good one. This is from this book. It says, we mature, we cannot be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. See, I've met a lot of people in my 40 something years of following Jesus. Met a lot of people who acted like they were spiritual giants. They acted very spiritual. Y'all met any of those? They have a lot to say spiritually, but behind closed doors, they're not the same. See, and the goal of a Christian disciple is to be the same 
in the church as you are out of the church. If you guys see Pastor Stormy and I out, guess what? We're not gonna be at a bar drinking. We're the same in the church as we are out of the church. You're not gonna hear us cussing people out when they're rude to us at a store because we're, now we're not perfect, but we're trying to grow in our spiritual walk and in our emotional walk enough that they're evening out. See, we're trying to become spiritually mature by becoming emotionally mature. And that should be the goal for all of our lives. See, be it from a destroyed relationship, there could be a child's chronic illness, anxiety about the future, past abuse, the death of a loved one or the death of a dream. Emotional pain wages a war on the inside of us. It wages a war and our spiritual health is usually the casualty. It's what suffers the most when we won't deal with our emotions. Let's look at some scriptures. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 13. This shows the spiritual effects of carrying emotional pain on the inside of us and not processing it. From the Passion Translation, it says, a cheerful heart puts a smile on your face, but a broken heart leads to depression. There's one cause of depression, a broken heart not dealing with the pain on the inside of us. The Amplified Bible says, a heart full of joy and goodness makes a cheerful face, but when a heart is full of sadness, the spirit is crushed. Our emotional health affects our spiritual life. Psalm 147 and verse three says, this talking about Jesus, it says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. That's what God wants to do for each one of us. Heal our pain, comfort the sorrow that we walk in. So can I make an assumption right now that you are all disciples of Jesus? You have asked Jesus to come into your heart. That's always step one. If you haven't, come up here at the end of the service and we want to pray with you because if you don't have that foundation, we're not gonna be able to take these steps and recognize this, where we need to grow emotionally. So that's gonna be our foundation. Jesus, okay, um, is good. We live in a fallen world. We experience emotional pain. So here's some symptoms to help you identify if you are emotionally unhealthy. Number one, using God to run from God. Using God to run from God. Now this is, like I was saying before, that person, there's a lot of activity in their life. There may even be a lot of quoting of scripture. But when it comes to God shining his light on their hearts, and you know what the light does? It drives out the darkness. And that light wants to come into every room. And sometimes we're so busy and we want to do all these things and we never want to sit in the quiet and the still and in worship and allow the Lord to do his work in our heart. See, when's the last time we responded to something 
Pastor preaches his heart out every Sunday. You hear messages on Wednesdays. When do we respond to that? Or do we just do it up here? Oh, that's a good message. That was a good scripture. But do we actually apply it to our life? See, we can't do for God at the same time while running from his presence. And his presence heals us. On Monday out at the jail, we started worship. Karen had picked out these songs and it was a really good song. So we start off with this song and I look over and there's a girl in the back and she's literally just, she just starts bawling. I mean, tears just flow. And so I give her a minute, we get through the first song, second song starts still. I had to send one of the girls out to go get some tissue for her. She just keeps crying and crying. Third song comes, so I went back and I sat down beside her and I'm thinking, you know, gosh, she, she must not know Jesus. So I, I start talking to her and she's like, no, I do. She's like, I, I've, I've have him in my heart. She's like, I'm just so ashamed of the things that I've done in my life. And when the worship started, it like opened a door for God to shine in on a dark place that she needed his healing touch. Don't run from God. Second symptom of being emotionally unhealthy is ignoring anger, sadness, shame, hurt, and fear. Again, a lot of us have been taught, don't show your emotion, don't cry, be strong. We must learn to express these emotions in a healthy way, not ignore them. We don't, we're not led by our feelings, we're led by faith, but our feelings are still a part of us, okay? To feel is to be human. How many of you are human? Every single one, until we get to heaven, we have this human body, soul, mind, that we are dealing with in the, in the world. And let's do it successfully. Let's not ignore those feelings. To the degree, this is on your paper, that we are unable to express our emotions, we remain impaired in our ability to love God, others, and ourselves well. Number three, third symptom of being emotionally unhealthy is denying the impact of the past on the present. Denying the impact of the past on the present. See, when we come to Christ, I asked, are you born again? Have you given your heart to Jesus? Guess what? He puts us into a new family. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says the old is gone and the new has come. Praise the Lord. He delivers us from those things. That is true. Our sins are washed away. We've been delivered out of the darkness. But we can't think that our past isn't going to influence us in any way. Okay? We are all shaped by our families of origin. You came from a family. Even if you were adopted, your biological family and your adoptive family have influenced you. Things happen in our childhoods that 
carry with us throughout our adulthood. See, the work of growing in Christ, which is called sanctification, demands that we go back in order to break free from unhealthy and destructive patterns that prevent us from loving others and ourselves the way that God intended us to. And some people are like, no, no, I don't ever wanna go back. I just wanna go forward. But guess what? When we don't deal with the stuff from our path, it's like we're tethered to the past. It's like we're tied to it, especially if you have not forgiven. And that's a whole other message. You can go look back and look on our podcast about forgiveness. But if you have not forgiven, you are tied to that person, that event, that disappointment, whatever it is. And some of us have to look back and process through those emotions. Look to see, Jesus was with me. Jesus is good. And yes, a bad person did this. I was disappointed here. My parents neglected me, but God was still good. And he had a plan for my life. And if we don't look back to process through those emotions, we're not gonna be able to walk forward into the future that he has planned for us. We must get our emotions healthy. This is called breaking generational curses. And this guy down here has preached a lot of sermons on that. He's supposed to be writing a book. His sister has wants him to write a book on it. There are generational curses that are passed down, and this is gonna have to do with what we're gonna do on the back of that paper in a minute. There are curses the Bible talks about that are passed down to the third and the fourth generation. There's also blessings, hallelujah. Blessings that flow down. That's a great thing. But y'all know there are curses that flow down in families. Some of you may not even be aware of them, which is what we're gonna do with that family tree in a moment. But we've got to look back at this family of origin and break those generational curses. The guy that wrote this book, Peter Scazzaro said, Jesus may be in our hearts, but grandpa's in our bones. We can't get away from the effects of our past and act like it doesn't affect us. Number four, fourth symptom of emotionally unhealthy spirituality. We're almost done. Four is covering over brokenness, weakness, and failure. With the era of social media, it has become so important for people to put on this fake face and act like everything is great in our lives, even when it's not. We, we have filters that make our faces look good. You can use software, make yourself look skinnier. People get just the right angle, you know, don't show my double chin and don't show my hips. And we try to present this perfect image of ourselves and we cover up our weaknesses, our failures, our brokenness. And I look back at the scriptures and that's not what we see in the Bible. Look at King David. 
He could have acted like his sin when he committed adultery, when he was a murderer. He had a man killed. He could have skimmed over that and been like, oh, that's not me anymore. But no, guess what? He wrote a whole psalm on it. God, forgive me. Cleanse me. Jeremiah talked about, I mean, it's, the whole book is about lamenting for the sin of the nation of Israel. There's things we don't cover it up. Even the Apostle Paul, let's read this scripture real quick. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Paul was writing about the thorn in his flesh. And we were just having a discussion. This, we don't think that this was something that was physical. There was some kind of weakness that was in his life that he wanted to overcome that the Lord did not answer that prayer. Verse 7 says, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weaknesses. Paul said, God's power is showing through my weakness. How many of you have been blessed when pastor gets up here and shares about he's had a struggle with alcohol in his past? That gives people hope that, wow, he went through that. He, he's dealt with this. I mean, when someone gets shares their testimony out at the jail when we have one of the girls share that it were sexually abused in their childhood and they look like oh, the church ladies they've had that see when we don't cover over our weaknesses and our brokenness it brings hope and it it shows that guess what i can't heal myself but i serve a god who can i serve a god who's big and it's him doing the work in me. See, the Bible doesn't spin the brokenness and failures of its characters. Real quick, Moses was a murderer. Hosea's wife was a prostitute. Peter rebuked God. Noah got drunk. Jonah was a racist. Jacob was a liar. Thomas doubted. All these people send the same message that all humanity is weak, vulnerable, and completely dependent on God. None of us will ever be perfect, and none of us came from a perfect home. We do not go through childhood and adulthood unscathed. Things happen to all of us. The fifth and last symptom of being emotionally unhealthy is not living with limits. Another word for that is boundaries. We must have healthy boundaries in every area of our life. First of all, with ourselves. Who can tell you no? Do you tell yourself no ever? And I'm telling you, our society, no is not a good word. We're like, I mean, there's a coffee shop there. I want to drink there. And there's a convenience store. And I want to drink there. And I want a donut. And I want a chili dog. And I want this. And we want what we want. We must have boundaries around our lives. We must limit ourselves in order to be healthy spiritually. And it's not just food. 
There's a lot of areas we need to be limited in. We need to discipline ourselves. food, prejudice, sex, anger, laziness, pride, pornography. We got a lot of areas that we are weak in and we need his help to come and help us have boundaries. And we need boundaries with others. I'm gonna do the, a whole teaching on this in August when we talk about our social and relational health. It's gonna be good. The Lord has really shown me some new things about boundaries. It's gonna be really, really good. See, we've gotta know where does my responsibility end and someone else's begins. I can't keep covering for other people's sins. I will not be emotionally healthy if I do that. One of the last things on your paper, one of our greatest obstacles in knowing God is our lack of self-knowledge. That's knowing ourselves. And we can't become self-aware if we cut off a part of our humanity out of fear of our feelings. Fear of our feelings. We must let God come and help us learn to process these feelings. Allow yourself to experience the full weight of your feelings. Allow them, don't censor them. Let God open each one of those doors. And pray about what do I do to change? What can I do to change in my life? The last thing on the bottom of your paper, change comes by being completely vulnerable and brutally honest before God. I want you to close your eyes right now and just put your hand on your heart. Father, we just ask right now that you would show us the areas, God, that we've been unhealthy in emotionally. Show us, God, any doors that we've locked off, any darkness, God, any feelings that we've stuffed down, God. Help us, Lord. Help us, God, to look back at our past and see that you're good and you were with us. us to change, Lord, so that we can shine your light more brightly as disciples. And as we change, God, we pray that our families would be changed and a generational blessing, God, would flow. We break the curses off of our families. In the name of Jesus. God, we pray from this point on, God, we will be carriers of blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.